This episode of the OrthoBullets podcast will go over the topic of quadriceps contusion from the knee and sports section on orthobullets.com. Let's start this episode with a quick summary. A quadriceps contusion is a muscle injury to the quadriceps caused by a direct blow to the anterior thigh. Diagnosis is made clinically with tenderness and ecchymosis over the anterior thigh. Treatment is conservative with NSAIDs, rest and mobilization, and 120 degrees of flexion using an ACE wrap or hinged knee brace immediately after injury for 24 to 48 hours. Now, let's get into the episode. With respect to epidemiology, as far as demographics, quadriceps contusions are seen in a 2 to 1 male to female ratio. As far as athletes, football, soccer, and rugby are the most common sports affected, and quadriceps contusions are more common during competition than in practice. With respect to the pathophysiology, as far as the mechanism of injury, these injuries are typically a result of a direct blow to the thigh, compressing the anterior thigh musculature into the femur. As far as the pathophysiology, small muscle fiber tears lead to hemorrhage and swelling into the anterior compartment. Myonecrosis and hematoma forms, followed by scar formation, then muscle regeneration. With respect to the prognosis of quadriceps contusions, this is typically a self-limited course with a prolonged disability without appropriate treatment. Initiation of treatment greatly expedites recovery and return to sport, and on average this is 13 days for mild contusions. The time to return is directly correlated with the initial severity of injury. Now let's go over some relevant anatomy. Specifically, we'll talk about the muscles of the anterior compartment, the medial compartment, and the posterior compartment. The muscles of the anterior compartment include the sartorius, the rectus femoris, the vastus lateralis, the vastus medialis, and the vastus intermedius. The muscles in the medial compartment include the gracilis, the adductor magnus, the adductor longus, and the adductor brevis. The muscles in the posterior compartment include the biceps femoris, the semitendinosus, and the semimembranosus. With respect to the classification of quadriceps contusions, the one to know is the Jackson and Fegan classification. This is divided into three types, mild, moderate, and severe. Mild injuries are correlated with greater than 90 degrees of range of motion. Mild quadriceps contusions are characterized as greater than 90 degrees of range of motion. Moderate quadriceps contusions are characterized by 45 to 90 degrees range of motion, and severe quadriceps contusions are characterized by less than 45 degrees of range of motion. With respect to the presentation, as far as the history of these injuries, they are typically from a collision or direct blow to the thigh during competition. As far as symptoms, patients typically report pain with worsening severity over the first 24 to 48 hours. It is worse with dynamic movements and with knee flexion. With respect to the physical exam, this should include inspection, range of motion assessment, gait evaluation, certain provocative tests, as well as a thorough neurovascular exam. Inspection may reveal swelling, ecchymosis, and point tenderness. Make sure to compare thigh firmness and circumference to the contralateral side. There may be a possible palpable defect indicating partial or complete muscle tear. In addition, there also may be a possible knee effusion. With respect to motion assessment, these patients may have variable loss of knee flexion. As far as gait assessment, these patients typically have an antalgic gait. As far as provocative tests, these patients should be assessed with a straight leg raise to test the integrity of the extensor mechanism. Finally, with respect to neurovascular assessment, a distal neurovascular exam should be done to evaluate for thigh compartment syndrome. 
With respect to imaging, radiographs are only necessary acutely in severe injuries with a high suspicion for an underlying fracture. As far as findings, you may see myositis ossificans, which is occasionally seen in chronic cases. An MRI is indicated when there's a concern for an extensor mechanism disruption. This is the best test to demonstrate the degree of soft tissue involvement and extensor mechanism integrity. As far as findings on MRI, you will find edema within the muscles. As far as the differential for quadriceps contusions, you should maintain suspicion for compartment syndrome in severe injuries. The treatment for quadriceps contusions can be non-operative or operative. Non-operative management involves immobilization, cryotherapy, NSAIDs, and physical therapy. This is the first line of treatment for acute injuries. Make sure to begin this management immediately to minimize hematoma formation. Operative options include a thigh fasciotomy, which is indicated in the setting of compartment syndrome. Now, let's go over some of these management techniques in a bit more detail. With respect to immobilization, cryotherapy, NSAIDs, and physical therapy, immobilization should be done in 120 degrees of flexion using an ACE wrap or hinged knee brace immediately after the injury for 24 to 48 hours, and patients should also frequently use cold therapy. With respect to physical therapy, transition to stretching and active range of motion exercises after the initial flexion period, and protected weight-bearing with crutches is often required. You should begin functional rehabilitation and sport-specific activities once full and pain-free range of motion is achieved. With respect to thigh fasciotomies, the approach is a single anterolateral incision over the length of the thigh, which allows access to the anterior and posterior compartments. Again, a single anterolateral incision is done over the length of the thigh, and this allows access to the anterior and posterior compartments. With respect to the decompression, you will incise the fascia lata to expose and decompress the anterior compartment. Then you will retract the vastus lateralis medially to expose the lateral intramuscular septum. Then you will incise the lateral intramuscular septum to decompress the posterior compartment. And you may add a medial incision to decompress the adductor compartment if it's involved. Complications of quadriceps contusions to be aware of include myositis ossificans and compartment syndrome. Myositis ossificans has an incidence that ranges from 9 to 18%. This is more common with severe contusions and develops two to four weeks following the injury. Lesions are followed with serial imaging. There is a characteristic, quote, eggshell calcifications on radiographs. And as far as treatment, observation is often successful. Resection of myositis ossificans can be considered if there is continued pain with loss of strength and knee motion only operate on mature lesions showing no signs of continued growth. Again, only operate on mature lesions showing no signs of continued growth. Maturation occurs around 6 to 12 months. Finally, with respect to compartment syndrome, this is usually due to the rupture of the deep perforating branches of the deep femoral vessels. Treatment, of course, is a thigh fasciotomy. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's do a few questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic has been tested on past exams. The first question reads, which of the following medications has been shown to improve skeletal muscle regeneration and decrease fibrosis following muscle injury in an animal model? And the choices are one, aspirin, two, allopurinol, three, acetaminophen, four, losartan, and 5. Bupropion. The correct answer to this question is 4. Losartan. So angiotensin 2 receptor blockade 
For example, medications like Losartan administered after injury has been shown to improve muscle regeneration and decrease fibrosis in normal skeletal muscle. To quickly review, skeletal muscle undergoes a natural process of healing and regeneration after injury. The formation of fibrous tissue in place of normal muscle is also part of this process. However, fibrous tissue in place of muscle can predispose the area to re-injury and impaired function. Administration of angiotensin II receptor blockade medications, for example losartan, after skeletal muscle injury has been shown to decrease the apoptotic cascade response and the formation of fibrous tissue. The mechanism of benefit is thought to be associated with blockade of insulin-like growth factor. Tarada et al. looked at the effect of platelet-rich plasma and losartan on muscle healing after contusion injuries. They showed that PRP plus losartan combination therapy improved overall skeletal muscle healing by enhancing angiogenesis and folistatin expression, as well as reducing the expression of phosphorylated SMAD2-3 and the development of fibrosis. Bader et al. used a rat model to investigate the effect of angiotensin receptor blockade on muscle fibrosis after injury. They found that angiotensin receptor blockade therapy significantly reduced fibrosis and led to an increase in the number of regenerating myofibers in acutely injured skeletal muscle. Moving on to the next question. After sustaining a muscle contusion injury, prolonged immobilization leads to, and the choices are 1, increased tensile stiffness, 2, increased granulation tissue production, 3, improved recovery of tensile strength, and four, reduced incidence of myositis ossificans. The correct answer to this question is two, increased granulation tissue production. So increased granulation tissue production occurs with prolonged immobilization following contusion injury. This condition may lead to myositis ossificans. Prolonged immobilization can lead to contraction of scar, poor structural organization of the regenerating muscle, and ultimately scar tissue. In a study by Jorvenin and Associates, muscles immobilized following contusion injury were pulled to failure at tensile strengths much lower than tolerated by mobilized limbs. In addition, there is a decrease in tensile stiffness. Moving on to the next question. A 19-year-old man sustains a thigh contusion over his quadriceps muscle while skateboarding. He is treated with several days of immobilization, followed by gradually increasing range of motion and activity. Histologic analysis of a biopsy of the healing muscle in the mobilization state at four weeks from the date of injury would be characterized by, and the choices are one, a decreased density of nerve fibrils, two, lymphocytes and macrophage infiltration, three, parallel penetration of muscle fiber through scar tissue, and four, lengthening and narrowing of myotubules. The correct answer to this question is three, parallel penetration of muscle fiber through scar tissue. So skeletal muscle contusions are a common cause of morbidity from sports-related injuries. The healing response involves a complex balance among muscle repair, regeneration, and scar tissue formation. Animal models of muscle contusion have demonstrated a time-dependent histological response to post-injury protocols of immobilization and remobilization. Mobilization initiated after a brief period of immobilization resulted in better penetration of regenerative muscle through limited connective tissue scar in line with native surrounding muscle. Early mobilization in an in vivo muscle contusion model resulted in a progressive increase in myotubule, early nerve regeneration, and reduced inflammation. 
Immobilization results in disorganized penetration of muscle fiber through dense connective scar tissue with immobilization. And moving on to the final question, a 20-year-old Division I football player is injured in practice. His treatment regimen includes immobilization of the knee in 120 degrees of flexion. What injury has this patient most likely sustained? And the choices are 1. Iliac crest contusion, 2. Avulsion fracture of the lesser trochanter, 3. Quadriceps contusion, 4. Hamstring rupture, and 5. Sports hernia. The correct answer to this question is 3. Quadriceps contusion. So if you have good situational awareness and know that we're reviewing questions about quadriceps contusions, then you should have gotten this question correctly. But to quickly review, acute management of quadriceps contusions include cold compression and immobilization and flexion. Surveillance for compartment syndrome is needed acutely and chronic manifestations include myositis ossificans. Iliac crest contusions or hip pointers occur after direct trauma and benefit from placing the affected leg in extension. Athletic pubalgia or sports hernia is an injury to the muscles of the abdominal wall or adductor longus that produces anterior pelvis and groin pain in the absence of a true inguinal hernia. The references by Ryan et al. and Aronin et al. are studies of soldiers sustaining quadriceps contusions treated with hyperflexion of the knee and cold compresses. The average time of disability was 3 to 13 days between the two studies. There was a 5% and 9% rate of myositis ossificans, respectively. That's all for this review about quadriceps contusions. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the OrthoBullets podcast, a daily audio review session by OrthoBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for orthopedic surgery education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on orthobullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the OrthoBullets website or mobile app while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from the OrthoBullets podcast so far, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Also, if you aren't already, be sure to follow OrthoBullets on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube for daily high-yield content. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow right here on the OrthoBullets podcast.